Baby, how are you? Hey, you knew it was me. Well, I'm on um, at the office. All the calls are forwarded here, and it was a it was a fifty fifty shot, but I had hope. <laughs> Welcome to the Epilogue Cabin. I'm your host, Dave Cedillo. On this show, Melissa West talks about glamping, self-confidence, and being grounded through most of high school. Stay with us. Well, good morning. Good morning. How are you? (laughs) I am doing just great. I'm... uh, you know, hunkered down just like everybody else. How about you? Same, same. Going a little crazy. Don't mean it, but you know. Don't go crazy. I know. There was a post on Facebook that said, I don't know what the big deal was. I was trained for this by being grounded through most of my high school years. <laughs> and I thought, my God, that's me. <laughs> Did you get grounded a lot? Oh, Hell yes. I was grounded all the time. (laughs) When your parents grounded you, I mean, did that mean you physically could not get out or were you grounded from? Oh, yeah, it was prison. Oh, my gosh. Prison boot camp. Yeah, they they were very good at what they did. They didn't make you watch TV shows with them or say you can't watch your favorite show or anything like that? I think I had to be in bed by like nine. (laughs) I wish they'd ground me now. I would love to be grounded. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, Melissa, did you get a chance to look over the questions? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. Oh, brother. (laughs) So what is your occupation? I am the executive director of the Southwest Center, and everybody's like, what's the Southwest Center? Well, I've been there eight years, and I finally have an answer for that. Um, We have 47 school districts that are members of the Southwest Center, and so we do professional development. I'm a liaison with DESPE for them. Um, We just, I get paid money to have fun every day, so kind of crazy, yeah. You're living the dream. Oh yeah, that's me living the dream. <laughs> well, that's I mean, if you if if you're if you can describe your work as fun, you really are. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, can't do that. You are you are correct. I'm very very fortunate. I was a school administrator before this and I deal with superintendents now and I'm married to a superintendent and I'm telling that they work a lot harder than I do. What's your fellow's name? Lance. Lance? Uh, yeah, that's okay. it. <laughs> okay, it sounded like you were saying something. Oh, my God. Are you on speaker? Well, I have to know. I am not on speaker, but I am on AirPods. Do I need to switch to the phone? Oh, uh, I think we're okay, uh, as long as we don't have too many other misunderstandings. Or <laughs> I have to go. Well, let me know, All and right. I'll push my hair back out of my face. There you go, so the pause oh. will be clear. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Okay, but no, I can switch easy. Okay. You go, girlfriend. I know. That's me. Go, go, go. So, uh, when you're not having fun on your job, what do you do for fun when you're off the clock? Well, there's a 
staying in this house. If I'm not having fun, no one in it's going to be. So we just, um, we have fun. Our kids are grown and have left the nest. I've got four grandchildren that I get to spend time with. But, you know, I'm married to someone. I just, he's my best friend and I adore him. And he's close to perfect. I don't think he'll ever listen to this so I can say that. I'll be held over my head. So... Spending time with your with with Lance and and your grandkids. Lance and I like to travel. And okay, baby, you're not going to believe this. I actually we own um, a camper, but I guess it's called a fifth wheel. It's got two bedrooms in it. People make fun of us. They say don't camp. We glam. We glam with a set of friends, and so we we kayak and have a blast. So we travel a lot. That sounds like fun, Melissa. I No, I'm not going to make fun of you because that's something uh, my wife, Jenny, and I, we don't have a fifth wheel, but we discovered camping when we were in our 40s. <laughs> and so, it, it was much later. Yeah, people were making fun of us because we were tent camping in our in our forties, but that actually kind of became a marriage enrichment thing for us. Uh, okay, it doesn't surprise me that you tent camp because you can pull that off and look like a rock star. Oh. I would come out of that tent like pack the shit up, we're going home. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, though. After a few years of camp, camp, real camping, tent camping, Jenny said, honey, I don't want to sleep on that air mattress on the ground anymore. We need to check into a cabin or something. But we would camp out. I, I discovered that you could drive to Lake Michigan, which is half the distance of trying to go to California, and camp out on the beach. Well, within walking distance of the beach of a great lake, and it's just like you're on the beach, and it was amazing. So we did that for a few years, and that was great. So you could have rolled out of a tent right there on Lake Michigan and looked like a rock star. You'd look like Joan Jett rolling out of that tent. Oh, or something like that. <laughs> I would have been censored, and they would have asked me to leave. <laughs> I have every luxury right at my fingertips. Yeah. Oh no! You just got to find the right place to camp, and then you're then you're golden. You know, where where do you guys go camping? Well, we <laughs> we camp a lot in uh, McDonald County and below Elk River, which is like party central for these high school kids. Well, I was ready to get out and whoop the crap out of somebody with my paddle because he squirted me with a squirt gun. I'm like, ow! I'm screaming, I hope your mom's proud right now. She's like, Melissa, they don't ever pummel the woman. They go after her husband. So shut up. <laughs> I guess people call you Dave. I called you Dave. You can call people. me Davey. I, you know, when I went to the reunion, which, shame on you for not coming, but did you have other obligations, uh, was, I'm assuming? I did. Okay. And my granddaughter, and my first granddaughter, who, you know, the first one, supposed to be your favorite, but uh-huh. I, I ended up loving all four of them the same. It's ironic. <laughs> um, but it was her birthday, and so oh. she turned five. And so, yeah, I, I just didn't feel like it'd be right if I missed that. Oh, no, I totally understand. No, at the reunion, at, the, at our high school reunion, I told everyone, I said, you know, yeah, I go by Dave, but you all remember me as Davey, and that's not something I'm going to say, oh, I'm not Davey. I heard, you know, uh, did you listen to Daniel's uh, interview that I did and how when he saw Beanie after coming back from Germany, Beanie didn't want to be Beanie anymore. He was Shannon. You know, and I kind of understand uh, that. Yeah, but, I get that. But but Davey and Dave, I mean, 
I, I don't care. Well, at the beginning of your podcast, I could call you, and I can't even do it like you do. It's so great. <laughs> David DiDio. I'm like, how does he do that? He had to, how many voiceovers did you have to do to get that? <laughs> well, I, I used to be I used to be in radio, actually. When oh, I, I know. I followed you, Dave. I've always been a fan of you. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. You, you go to school for that, and you spend enough time behind a microphone, and you and then you listen to yourself, and you go, oh, I like that, or no, I don't like that. Yeah, I guess just just came, but... Um, I can't remember what I was going to say before that. Oh, see, I have that effect on people. They're like, what the, where is she going? <laughs> no, we, oh, well, I know what I was going to tell you. When I record these conversations, it's just funny. I mean, we do end up going way longer. I mean, I don't, I don't make phone calls. I don't stay on the phone unless I'm doing this. And so I know a lot of people, if I say, hey, we're going to talk for an hour, they're going, oh, God, I don't want to be on the phone with someone, anyone for an hour. So I just try to say, uh, you know, we're 45 minutes or so. But, I mean, it doesn't matter to me because I'll just edit it down so that it's we get all the good Oh, parts. I know. And you'll take out that part where, oh, I forgot what I was going to say, but you'll leave in the part where I sound like the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I've done enough TV interviews, but it all. Lance and I will watch them at night when I'm on TV, uh-huh. and we will roll. And I will be like, I don't act like that. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, I really change that. Well, I will also confess to you, um, I try to make you guys sound better. I literally go into my audio uh, software, and I'm just taking out about five out of six and us in there. So the, so the listeners are going, yeah. oh, my God, what's wrong with that person? <laughs> and by the end of it, aren't you see um, Charlene, a lady uh, that I work with, I had her take pictures for me at one of our events, and they sucked. Oh. By the end, time I had edited 50 pictures, and you because know, I had to go in and iron the background because we had just got it out. I had to do all kinds of things through photo editor. By the time I got to picture 50, I hated Charlene. She is one of my dear, dear friends. And I told her, oh, you know me, I'm like, Charlene, I love you, but you are never taking pictures again at the center. And she's like, good, because I don't want to. You're too picky. So uh, I get that. Where do you live at, Melissa? I live in Neosho, and yeah. oh. actually, I live in the Westview School District in between Seneca and Neosho. Okay, okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I don't know if you realize this, but when I interviewed Jeff Hoover, he lives in Neosho. I drove, I spent a night in Neosho for that interview. <laughs> really? Yeah. You mean you visited him? Oh, I'm kind of hurt. Oh, well, now, here's the thing. Jeff Hoover and I... <laughs> If I'd have known you were in the O show and that you would have been willing to be on the show, I would have done that too. But Jeff and I, or I, I call him Hoovy, uh, we've we've just stayed in contact. Me and Hoovy and Tom Geating, I think those are the only. I love Tom Geating. Yes, he comes to a lot of my stuff. <laughs> love me, Tommy. There's the those are the only two guys I have kept in contact with as far as talking to or or you know I'll say hey Hoove, I'm going to 1984 in Springfield. Meet me, and he's there. You know, have you ever been to 1984, yeah. the arcade in Springfield? I haven't. I, I haven't. Oh. That might be something I have to hit up. You definitely. Yeah. I mean, once all this stuff is lifted and we can all be in one place together and people don't worry about killing each other just by close proximity. Yeah. We all need to go to 1984. And they've got, I mean, I can't remember how many games. 
from the 80s video games and you go in and you play oh my them all God. yes <laughs> i will have to now, you talk about places fun places to go have you been to funky town in kansas city i remember hearing about funky town i never made it to funky town won't you take me to Oh, our friends love them some funk. So uh, that's on our bucket list. How sad is that? <laughs> so you haven't been to Funky Town either? I No, I haven't. But, man, we've heard great things about it. Oh, man. Yeah, I have too. Uh, I think you're just a little bit more wild than me, Melissa. I Even before all the coronavirus stuff went out, I stopped getting out. I mean... Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I used to play in a band when I was much younger, and it seemed like I got my all, I got all my getting out done then, and my mm-hmm. wife just thinks I'm a grumpy old man now most of the time, but when I get oh, out, I try to make... Jenny to call, I'll take her. <laughs> I try to make it count when I get out, but man, funky town. I know. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, going down the list here, what is your best high school memory? I have thought about that. I really don't have one at all. I guess it's kind of a blur, but I must have had a blast because I'm not kidding. I was grounded <laughs> all through high school. <laughs> and so I must have had a lot more fun than I remember. But honestly, probably it was times like when we were on the newspaper. That was a blast to me. We yeah. just had fun. We got to... When we were in choir and show choir, we just had fun. Yeah. And that's probably my memory. I remember um, someone telling me when I was a teenager, I think it was a Sunday school teacher, who said, when you graduate from high school, you're going to keep maybe one friend. He goes, maybe two. But that's the way it is with everyone who leaves high school. He goes, you'll stay in contact with your college friends and you'll make new friends, but high school is important as it seems now. You're not going to have a lot of friends that you keep from high school. Of course, he couldn't look into the future and see Facebook happening either, though. Oh, I was t- I still tell people that. Mm. You know, um, when you deal with girls who are emotionally disturbed in high school because of how somebody treated them, I'm like, I can promise you what you're feeling is very real, and we've all feel- felt that. Yeah. But I can also promise you in 10 years you're going to have a whole new playlist of friends. Yeah. That like you for you. I mean, really, that's what we do. We go through life and find commonalities and mm-hmm. people who like you. When you when we were chatting and I had asked you uh, to be on the show, and, and the first thing you said was, do you remember when I, me and Tom put you in the car trunk? I still do yeah. not remember that. You Tell me more about that, what you remember. Well, we went to that drive-in, and it had to be in Joplin. Mm-hmm. I, it, I don't even remember the movie, but that was, we wanted to do something rebellious. So the only thing we could think of, you know, why we didn't take beer in, why didn't, we didn't think anything like that. We were like, oh, let's sneak Melissa in and put her in our truck. <laughs> um, so that was, you know, that sums up high school in a nutshell. That was how wild I was in high school. I'll let you guys stuff me in a trunk. There was another memory I have of you and Tom, um, and I don't know if you remember this. I had dove into the bottom of the pool at 4-H camp. And my mom came back to my room after they got me home from the hospital and everything um, with just a concussion. Mm. Um, she said, 
Tom and Dave, Tommy and Davey are here to see you. Isn't that sweet? I lifted my head and I'm like, without a drop of makeup, go ahead and send them back. <laughs> and that should tell you anything. Mom, let you guys come right on back to my room. Um, but do you remember coming and visiting me? Oh, man. I don't. I don't remember. My God. I feel so embarrassed whenever oh, people... I'm sure it was Tom. No, it's fine. I can't remember crap. Yeah. In fact, you would ask some of these people, do you remember? And I'd be like, do I remember them? I don't think I do. Um, but yeah, I'm sure it was Tom's idea. Every great idea was always Tom's. <laughs> and still, to this day, is. Hey, at the risk of embarrassing you, I am going to tell you what I do remember about you. And this is from eighth grade, my first year at Seneca. Somehow uh-huh. I was in the hallway for something, like coming back from the bathroom or something. And you asked me out to a dance. And you were, and I just, I just remember thinking I was terrified not not because i didn't i thought any ill of you but you were literally the first girl to ask me out to anything and you know i was i was 13 and i just remember at the time i mean looking back on it going oh my god she's putting it all out there and i'm just about ready to wet myself here because i don't <laughs> i don't know what that to do do you remember hilarious. that do you remember that? No, I don't. But what, did you tell me yes or no? I said no because I was scared and and I thought you rat I wasn't. I, <laughs> I was. I was. And I just want to tell you, I'm sorry for saying no. Way all all those oh years ago. Oh my god, it really affected me. In fact, I almost turned gay. <laughs> I do remember that you you did not you did not lose an ounce of poise. You were just okay. Maybe That's maybe hilarious. another time. I went with Tommy to a dance. Uh, yeah, I, I do remember I, that. I did go with Tommy. I never thought that I would is say so that. Funny. I never thought I would confess that to you. But uh, since we were talking about things we don't remember, I thought, well, I'm going to tell her this thing that I do remember. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> well, think how our life could have been so different. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah. we did spend a lot of time together, like you said, on the newspaper and, and singing oh, and God, stuff. Oh, God, yeah. You were in a lot of my school memories and my yearbooks and just the pictures. You look, Yeah, we spent a lot of time together. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, you're talking about your, your good memories being on the paper and... Um, and singing, do you feel like that, in a way, affected who you are now or what you do now? That's the, the next question. Oh, this is going to be kind of bizarre, but I was always very confident. That never was a problem for me, and that probably is my parent. I mean, well, it is because of my parents. There was nothing that they ever told me I couldn't do. I mean, you want to be president? Rock it. Wow. Um, and... That's probably why, so the confidence, probably, I don't really know that high school molded it as far as, as much as my parents did. They really, um, they raised two very strong children um, that were grounded a lot. Because (laughs) Because you were so confident. Yeah, (laughs) um, but I was never afraid to speak my mind. Now, I maybe do it with a little more cute. So would that be would that be the message that you would send yourself back in time about 
about the future? If you could tell young Melissa something, would you say, hey, try to taper what you say from time to time? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it probably, yeah, it, that should be my message. Yeah, that probably should be my message. And maybe just, um, I don't know, I was, I don't remember getting involved in all this drama. Just remain kind. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, just everybody was my friend. I didn't remember these cliques. I mean, I'm sure we had them at Seneca. I just don't remember them. I remember them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and Davey, I hope I was nice to you oh, all you, the time. <laughs> you were a sweetheart. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, looking back and, and saying, you know, I, I said no to that uh, request. I'm, I'm surprised we never went out, but probably because we were more friends in, in a good... Oh, you were one of my great, great. I mean, yeah, I look back. You were really a good friend. I mean, we were on yearbook. We were on. I just, I don't know. I yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there were people that I knew. If I talked to, I would probably get teased even more. You're pro- yeah. I probably was in a clique, and yeah. And we so were. you're right. And so you know, in a way. I like the fact that what the, I mean, Facebook has started, you know, breaking up the clicks because everybody loves everybody. Everybody loves Jesus and everybody loves each other now, which, you know, when it's true, that's that's great. But when I first saw it, I was like, this is this is horse, you know, but. Yeah, oh, I think that a lot. (laughs) You see us as you want to see us in the simplest terms, the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a brain. And an athlete. And a basket case. A princess. And a criminal. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. Whenever you interviewed Becky, she was talking about her cat. And you were like, every woman has, like, meaning behind their cat. Uh And I thought, oh, David, Theo. <laughs> when I turned 30, I either wanted a sports car or a tattoo. So I went and I thought, screw it, I'm going to get a tat. So on my big toe, I was going to, big toe, yes, I said that, um, have uh, them put a butterfly. Okay. Now, I don't know if you have any tats, baby, I but don't. they hurt like hell. <laughs> I made them stop putting it. I have half a butterfly on my big toe, and he's like, I can make it try to look like it's flying away. I'm like, I don't care what you do. You've got about three more minutes, and then you're done. So anybody who's tatted up, I think I'm not going to mess with them. They can be the living life out of me. Um, so, so Not because I'm judging them. It hurts. So am I to surmise here that that is the only tattoo that you have? Oh, yeah, and I said when I was 40, I was going to go back and get it finished and do it, because I still remember that thing. Oh, yeah. I said when I was 50, I was going to go back and get the whole butterfly on my toe <laughs> instead of just half the butterfly. And people will stop me that are my good friends when I've got on sandals, and they will be like, what is on your toe? Then I have to tell them the story. You were the only person I've ever met that got half a tattoo or just a single tattoo and never did it again. Anybody else who got tattoos, they've got multiple tattoos because they said, I mean, they, it they hurt. I know. Like they don't, s- don't mess with them, Davey. They will whoop the crap out of you. I have nothing but respect for people with tattoos because I know, I mean, I don't know personally that it hurts like hell, but they've told me and you've told me 
And I just think it's hilarious, though, because I've never known anyone to just get one because usually when they get through that pain, they go, okay, I can take it. I'm going to get some more. And you're going, nope, I'm good. (laughs) No, done, done. You do not have to. In fact, there are some times that I will, like, draw on the other half and color it. And then it comes right off. But, um, yeah, it hurts. Okay. So it had no meaning for me, nothing. So I had to kind of laugh when you said that to Becky, and I'm like, oh, my God. I just don't know if I could ever be on this show. <laughs> okay. What things have changed about you since high school? I make my bed now because I want to and don't have to. <laughs> I think maybe people even matter more. I just. That's my priority is my friends and family, and um, that really hasn't changed, but probably more so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we were teenagers, I know it It just seemed like it would always be the way it was. I mean, we knew about death and dying and, and even change, but it really didn't ring true until it started happening. And, yeah, I, I hear what yeah. you're saying when you say people matter more. I, yeah, you're not, that's probably it. What things about you have stayed the same? Probably just what you see is what you get. <laughs> I'm pretty, um, maybe not, I'm, I, you just know what I think, but yeah, I will respect what you think and always be respectful. Everybody yeah. deserves a right to their opinion, and I can respect that totally. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, did you ever see the spook light? <laughs> no. What? I was grounded most of the time. I had to be in by 9.30 or 10 all through high school. Um, <laughs> my friends were just getting started whenever the spook light would come out. I would have to be home. Oh, man. But did you see it? Oh, yeah, many times. I mean, I went out there a lot. I was out there with Tom, and he swears he saw it. And I don't think he did. I'm like, Tom, you did not see it. That was a headlight. I don't think it was a headlights, but I don't know. I don't know what it was. I've been back as a grown-ass adult and still haven't seen it. And you were talking to someone who owns a Ouija board, so it's not that I don't believe. Yeah. And so, yeah, but no. I, I don't get spirits at my Ouija board either, so. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've tried. Hey, what book would you take with you to a desert island? Do you read these days? <laughs> I do read. It would not be a workbook. I would take um, probably a romance book by Brenda Jackson. Um, she's an African-American author I absolutely love. Um, they're racy. They're happy. I'd take a good smutty romance book. <laughs> Yeah, it wouldn't be like Well Done by Ken Blanchard or anything like that. Although I love his book, I am smart enough. I would take smut. All right. You you and Daniel Johnson, so far you're the only two smut desert island book readers. But, but that's exactly. fine. Exactly. The world needs you too. What record, cassette, or CD would you take with you? I can't take my iPhone. I let Greg Snow take his iPhone. You can take yours. Okay, yeah. I would take my just my playlist. It's got everything on it. I like blues. I like jazz. I like some old time rock and roll. But yeah, and the, the soft pop, country. I love like 
I would take Blake Shelton with me. I wouldn't even take my iPhone. I'd take Blake Shelton so he could sing to me the whole time. Are we alone on that desert island, or do I get to take Lance with me? You can take Lance. I'm not going to stop you from doing that. Okay, great. Then I'm going to love the desert island. All right. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for being on the show. We could probably do this again, so I might have a different set of questions and be calling you up another time after I've, you know, talk to quite a few more people, all the people that are willing to talk to me anyway. Hey, that sounds great. It was talking to you, Dave. You can call me Davey. I almost did, but I stopped myself because we are grown up now. We are grown up. So yeah, I can go, Dave. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> and say hi to Have your... Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Say hi to your husband and and uh, I'll let you know when, when I put this out. Sounds like a plan. Talk soon. Okay. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. The Epilogue Cabin is made possible by a desire to stay connected to old friends, and it's a labor of love inspired by the class of 84. My thanks to Melissa West for sharing her memories, even the ones that I have forgotten. Unauthorized music for this show provided by... The Tom Tom Club, Lips Inc., Simple Minds, and Blake Shelton. Original music provided by Burial Gate and the Subs. Oh, and one more thing. Ah, one more thing. Kevin Bacon, if you're listening, Melissa is a big fan of your movies and your music. I'm Dave Cedillo. When you get cabin fever, come on back to the Epilogue Cabin.